Star Wars 7x7 episode 1380. Today, we are talking about everything we now know about young Han Solo, thanks to all the footage we've seen and the Entertainment Weekly feature on Solo, a Star Wars story. Punch it, Chewie. I'm Amy Rackliff with Lattes with Leia, and you're listening to Star Wars 7x7, the only daily Star Wars podcast. Hey, Rebel Rouser. I'm Alan Voivod, and this is Star Wars 7x7. So let's talk about the one guy that we have been talking about around the margins of these most recent updates when we've talked about the trailer that was just released, and we talked about Tobias Beckett and Kira and Lando, but let's talk about the man himself, Han Solo. So the three bits of footage that we've gotten, the Super Bowl commercial, the teaser, and the trailer... We kick off with a bit of dialogue, just that Han is going to be a pilot and he's going to be the best in the galaxy. And this, as he appears to be joining up with the Empire. Now, there have been some folks who had thought that this was some sort of ruse, like that he was joining the Empire because of some con he was running. But that's not the case. And I think we know that from the Legends world, and at least that's the theory, that's the working idea, because that's what happened in the old Expanded Universe, that that's how he got any kind of flight training at all, and that's how he ultimately met and got Chewie out of slavery. So, you know, when you take the Expanded Universe and you turn it into Legends, it makes people think, oh my gosh, the story's going to be different, something's going to be, you know, utterly different, and it's not the case you know, at least with the broad strokes. I mean, you know, the story of how Han and Chewie end up teaming up together, that may be different from what we saw in the Expanded Universe previously, but the notion of Han being a part of the Empire, Chewie being in slavery, and the two of them working together, that seems to be intact. Now, there's a shot of a speeder going super fast in that teaser commercial, the teaser commercial, I should say, but we don't necessarily know that it's Han behind the wheel of it until the actual teaser itself comes out, which came out a day later, and we saw him in the cockpit with Kira by his side, and so we learned that he was already driving land speeders like crazy, like gangbusters, <laughs> and so that's not really a surprise. And the voiceover, of course, tells us that he's been running scams on the streets since he was 10, and that he got kicked out of the Flight Academy for having a mind of his own. And so right there is another hint about what's going to happen with him being part of the Empire and ultimately being a partner to Chewie and rescuing him. But the way he delivers that line where he says, you know, for having a mind of my own, like, there's definitely resentment in there and also the kind of, like, come on, like, I had a mind of my own, this is a problem, like, what's the, what's the big deal here? And yet, and yet, it seems like it's going to be turned into a much bigger deal than we necessarily knew from the Expanded Universe, and I'm going to talk about that a bit tomorrow, because there was a big post on StarWars.com about all the toys that are being released for Solo A Star Wars Story. There's no actual Solo Friday or anything like that that's happening, though. Big event, unfortunately, and that might possibly have something to do with the fact that Toys R Us is going into liquidation and whatnot. But, I mean, they did events at Walmart and Target, too, so I'm not sure why it would have to be different with this, but for some reason it is. They're just not doing it, the big midnight event this time around. Anyway, be that as it may. So... 
we've got the pilot line again from him, and we've got the offer to join a crew from Tobias Beckett where Chewie growls and Han says, that's yes. And so we know that over the course of a few years, Han has managed to understand the Wookiee language, even if he hasn't learned how to speak it. And I think we talked a little bit about that not too long ago when I was reading you the excerpt from Aftermath Life Debt, where he says, you know, I'd try to say it in Chewie's language, but I'd just strain myself. And as opposed to just seeing him with land speeder skills, we actually get to see him with flying skills in this one as well. So... Over the course of the Emilia Clark line, I might be the only one who knows what you really are. Like the climax of that, we see a shot from the train heist where he has that cargo ship and he is releasing the train car with all of those little ships. They have cables attached to it and it looks like that's not going to go well for them at all. As Han then like pulls back on the stick and is trying to get out of the way of the explosion. But clearly he has already developed some significant flight skills by this point. And his little uh, what's that and the nervous gulp from Amelia Clark. When that teaser came out, there were some folks who were, you know, already beating the drum about Alden Ehrenreich. Oh, no, not Alden Ehrenreich. Blah, and saying that, oh, that's the look of somebody who is acting way above his head and doesn't know what he's doing, thinking that, you know, Alden Ehrenreich, the person doesn't know what he's doing. And I got to tell you, like, I could not be further from that opinion myself. I mean, that looks like a man who knows exactly what he's doing and exactly what kind of character he's playing and is trying to play like he is casual and doesn't particularly care all that much about what Amelia Clark is saying. Like, you know, he wants to know because he's egotistic enough to hear what she has to say, but he's not sure he wants to say it or he wants to hear it just a little bit. Like he's a little bit like nervous about it. And it's, a history between the two of them. And I think we know a little bit more about the movie thanks to the trailer having come out so that when we go back and look at the teaser, I think it puts everything in a much richer contextual light. And then in the teaser at that stinger at the end, we have that scene where he says, get ready. And he flips the Falcon over and smashes a TIE fighter. And he says, eh, you know, it's fine. Like, I thought we were in trouble there for a second, but it's fine. We're fine. And then everybody starts screaming because of the giant tentacles in space that he has to fly around. And it's worth noting, and we talked a little bit about this yesterday with Lando, that the scene earlier in the teaser where you see Lando and L3 kind of like giving each other the little jaunty salute and then going into hyperspace while Han is sitting in one of the accelerator chairs behind L3. So at that point, he is not flying the Falcon, but obviously later on in that stinger, he is flying the Falcon, which suggests that he is going to win it from Lando sometime in the middle of the movie, not actually at the end of the movie. And then we have the new trailer, which I think says more about young Han Solo than anything we've gotten so far. I mean, we know he's a gambler to begin with. Like, that's just, you know, that's what we know about Han Solo. And we finally see him in a gambling den. Yes, there was sort of a little silhouette shot previously, and you couldn't quite tell what was going on. Well, now it's clear that he was in a gambling den. And we see him pushing credits across the table. So we know that he's actually doing rather well or has the capacity to do rather well in those circumstances. We also see the scene with him and Kira where she says, you know, you look good, a little rough around the edges, but good. And we figure out from that that their parting previously must not have been too terribly bad because she seems to be 
pleasant enough upon his return into her life. And we also get his first line of dialogue where he appears to be in an imperial uniform where he says, I'm a driver and I'm a flyer. And it looks like he's got one of the vests that you see a, uh, say, for example, an all-terrain <laughs> armored transport driver, an AT-AT driver wearing. It has that kind of same chest platey look with the um, with the locking straps going across the shoulders, but definitely a different color scheme because it looks like he's on Mimban, the mud planet, with all of the mud troopers and whatnot. So seems like a good color scheme for that planet. And then we get the scene where they're all around a campfire in the snowy planet, whatever it is, and Han says, I've been waiting a long time for a shot like this, and that's when Tobias gives him the DL-44 blaster. But that notion of Han waiting a long time for a shot like this, whatever this this is, you know, if he said that he had been running scams on the street since he was 10, he could be talking about something that far off. But I don't think he is, especially considering the fact that he's been kicked out of the Imperial Flight Academy. Instead, I think it's been a number of years since he was kicked out and he's just saying, I've been waiting a long time for a shot like this. Like he went back to petty crime and whatnot and wasn't doing anything particularly huge during those few years before he met up with Kira again and met up with Tobias Beckett for the first time. And this trailer is very much about his introductions to the characters that we're going to meet on his journey. I mean, I know Kira and he have a history, but it's a reintroduction with the two of them. And then, of course, the whole Chewbacca thing, and Han is already learning how to talk with him and saying, you know, what do you think? And Chewie growls, and he says, yeah, what do you know? And then meeting Lando for the first time and saying, you know, I heard a story about you. I wonder if it's true. <laughs> you know, he's starting to reach out into the broader world around him and start to make connections that ultimately lead him on to the career path that he ends up on. And later on in the trailer, we have a shot of him in the cockpit, in the captain's chair of the Millennium Falcon. And he says, I've got a really good feeling about this as he has a big smile on his face. We don't necessarily know what he's talking about, but this really heightens one particular aspect of Han's personality that we are getting to know in Solo, A Star Wars Story. And that is his current idealism slash optimism. Yeah, he's been through a lot being on the street and running street scams since he was 10 and getting kicked out of the flight academy. And it doesn't seem like very nice things happened to him immediately after he was kicked out. But ultimately, once he has gotten into the scoundrel's life, it seems like he is perfectly happy that way. Like he is in his element and he is doing everything the way that he wants to do it and everything is unfolding for him the way that he hopes it will. And they talked about this in the Entertainment Weekly article, the fact that the Han that we're meeting is not the cynical guy that we met in the Moss Eisley Cantina. He is more of an optimist. He is more of an idealist. And we're going to get to see how that changes over time thanks to the events of the movie. And I was talking with Todd Vander Hayden of Viewpoints Radio and CTV News up in Canada yesterday, and it's going to be an interview that is on the Viewpoints program that's syndicated across Canada this weekend. And we were talking about the whole Alden Ehrenreich controversy, if you will, you know, the whole complaints about, is he the right guy for Solo, and he had to get an acting coach and all this, that, and the other. And the thing that he pointed out that connected with me with the whole 
young Han being an optimist and an idealist is that Alnarenreich playing Han Solo is not playing the Han Solo that we know. The point of it is, is that he's not playing the cynical guy that we met in the Moss Eisley Cantina, and we can't possibly expect him to do that. No, he has to play the young Han Solo. He has to play it differently because Han is not that guy yet. And so it actually makes perfect sense that Alden Ehrenreich, <laughs> excuse me, it makes perfect sense that Alden Ehrenreich is playing the role and playing the role this way and that it's not going to be like the Han that we know. So there's actually almost nothing to worry about in that regard. I mean, especially considering that the footage that came out with that trailer, I know there were a couple of people that, like I said earlier, were going, ha ha ha, about the teaser and about his performance in that, but I haven't seen any of that for the trailer too. So it seems like the fan base is relaxing into the idea of Alden as Han Solo, which can only be a good thing. All right, I'm going to take a quick break. And when I come back, something that I haven't done in quite a while, and we're going to try and do it a little bit again every so often. Stay tuned. Hey, Rebel Rouser. Want a free copy of The Last Jedi in 4K UHD HDR with Dolby Atmos and Dolby Vision? It's the highest quality you can possibly watch The Last Jedi at, courtesy of Voodoo. And starting Friday, March 16th, I'm giving away those 10 to the first 10 people who become patrons of the podcast at the $5.01 level or higher. And if you join at the 11:38 level or higher, I'll throw in a free copy of The Force Awakens Trivia Book 2. Go to patreon.com slash sw7x7 to support the show and get your free copy of The Last Jedi. Again, that's patreon.com slash sw7x7. Welcome back. All right, so this is a little bit of a complicated explain, but hang with me because I'll make it simple. So here's the thing. Way back in the beginnings of the podcast, I used to do a feature called Life on Tweetoween, and that name was actually inspired by a patron of the podcast, Kevin Skerritt, one of the earliest patrons of the podcast. Thank you for that, Kevin. And it featured a tweet from random corners of the Star Wars universe. Usually they were funny and maybe coming from fake accounts like Death Star PR on Twitter or something like that. And as Lucasfilm started to ramp up its content production, once the Disney takeover had been finalized and once the canon had been rebooted and you know news was starting to come out and stories were starting to be written and that sort of thing in the new canon, that got phased out, that particular aspect of the podcast. But it was long missed by some folks, including a young listener that I met at Star Wars Celebration Orlando in April of 2017. And he actually quoted back to me a couple of the tweets that he remembered from the Life on Tweetoween segment that we used to have on the show. And it was remarkable because I went back and I I don't think I had done it for you know more than a year or so. And we were talking about it nearly three years into the podcast. So it was amazing that it had made such an impression. And I had said at the time that I would absolutely get back to including a tweet or so every so often on the podcast. And here we are a year after Star Wars Celebration Orlando, and I still hadn't done it yet, but it's been on my mind for rather a long time. And so I am bringing back life on Tweetoween for now, at least, and every once in a while. I don't know if it's going to be every day, but 
I happen to be looking at a Twitter moment where they were talking about how people are having their minds changed about The Last Jedi now that they're seeing it on home video. And John G. Cole on Twitter said, trying to watch The Last Jedi again, but it's a lot harder the second time because I read about someone who named their chicken Kylo Hen. <laughs> I just couldn't. I mean, that was just not what I expected. You know, most people were saying, oh, you know, it's much better the second time around. Oh, you know, I still hate it, that sort of thing. And that one was in the middle of the Twitter moment, and I just really liked that. So thank you, John G. Cole, for the laugh. And thank you so much to uh, that young fan back at Star Wars Celebration Orlando who asked me if I would ever do life on Tweetoween again. I'm sorry it took me a whole year to get back to it, but it's back, and it's going to keep coming back. So there you go. Anyway, that, my friends, is going to do it for today's podcast. Thank you so much for listening, as always, and may the Force be with you wherever in the world you may be. Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And hey, before you go blasting your way out of Moss Eisley, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And if you want to join the inner circle of fans, become a patron of the show at patreon.com SW7X7. It's not an Imperial spy, it's Destiny Unleashed. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2018, Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.